welcome to Modern Anarchy, the podcast featuring real conversations with conscious objectors to the status quo. I'm your host, Nicole. On today's episode, we have a yoni massage therapist. His name is Patrick. He is also the first cis male to be on the show, so he will be gracing your ears. And this conversation goes to so many different places. We talk about what a yoni is. We talk about masturbation. We talk about how to let go of shame. And at some points, we talk about quantum mechanics and water and a lot of, you know, it's a journey. So just, I would say, buckle in. This is a conversation. I promise you're going to learn so much from this combo. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you, Patrick, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate this. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. First, I think the most important place to start is the yoni massage. Would you say therapist or do you say, what do you say? Yeah, massage therapist. Okay. Body worker. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So what does that mean? So many people have asked me, like, what does yoni mean? Where does this come from? Just if you could start from like a one-on-one on the yoni massage. Yeah. So yoni massage is essentially vulva, vagina, clitoral massage. Yoni is another word for that. I mean, that's what it is. Like, that's the the mm-hmm. main definition of it. It's a Sanskrit word coming from India. And yeah. Okay. Okay. This is also a hard topic to talk about. This is There's a lot of different pieces of like, you know, societal messaging, shame, nervousness, imposter syndrome, blah, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. that we could go on and on about this. So I appreciate you being here. Of course. My absolute pleasure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it is massaging that area. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And what, why? Why would you do this? Oh, so many reasons. You know, obviously there's like thousands of nerve endings in in these zones you have muscles you have tendons you have energy Mm. in this area this lower chakra zone this lower half of your body it is the you know center of life and reproduction the Mm -hmm. creativity sexuality obviously so using the sensations the feelings of your genitals essentially allowing that pleasure to kind of like radiate throughout your whole body and and your being has a really profound and powerful effect Mm. on you know many aspects of your life certainly certainly and i know there's a history to all of this that is grounded in yoga tantra yeah okay you know taoism yeah there's a lot of studies philosophies religion Mm -hmm. um cultural practices that kind of comes together and in my own personal practice of this and um 
is an amalgamation of all, all sorts of, of different things. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know like the history of all of it. I don't where Where does someone even learn about this stuff? Yeah. I, I mean, so I've read a lot of books. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of YouTube videos mm -hmm. um, doing, you know, different workshops, lectures, stuff like that. Yeah. There's, there's like so many kind of resources to learn about Tantra or, mm -hmm. you know, Yoni massage. So like the information's out there. Mm. It's kind of a matter of deciphering it for yourself and understanding how you can use it, how it can benefit other people. But yeah, it's, you know, there's thousands of years of history of... Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. But obviously I haven't heard a single word of this history despite its length. And I, you know, I think a lot of that is Western society Absolutely. and when I'm taught and all these pieces. So I would love to know about something that has existed for longer than America has. Sure. Yeah. So like... What we're familiar with in the West is like Tantra, right? Or like mm -hmm. Tantric sex, Tantric massage. And that's like one aspect of Tantra. Tantra, again, comes from like Hinduism and some elements of Buddhism, like mm. really old concept. And the translation of Tantra means weave or to loom, mm. um, which is very similar to yoga, you know, like union, mm -hmm. bringing together so that's what tantra is if you follow it closely it actually it's like a doctrine it's like dogma kind of so much history about tantra and i'm in no position to like talk okay. about it right. with really any authority but and so in the west there's kind of this hmm it was like kind of co-opted to make it more of this ritualistic sex sacred sex practice what does that mean right so you know a lot of conscious breath a lot okay. of eye gazing, a lot of hugging, physical touch. Mm -hmm. And essentially, you know, it's kind of recycling, rechanneling your own sexual energy through your body, you, th mm -hmm. you know, to kind of reach these states of ecstasy and stay in them mm. for as long as possible. Okay. You know, I think we have a kind of a, a linear focus on sex and orgasm, you know, especially men. Yes. Um, You know, like... I ejaculate and then we're done. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of changing that straight line into a circle. Mm, I in, love that. In Tantra. Yeah. Like, you know, cycling it, letting things flow. Yeah. That's that's kind of <laughs> what the basis of it is, you know? Interesting. And obviously, I still think me and a lot of other people would say, what does that mean? <laughs> you are cycling energy. What? Yeah. Could you talk about what that looks like? or Because I, I have no idea, you know. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, so, and the way I kind of think of it too is like, because I have a yoga background, the two are kind of parallel in my mind, this idea of like kundalini awakening. Yes. Yes, which like, you know. Other people also don't know, so what is that? Right, so like in mythology, you have a serpent, you have a coil wrapped around your sacrum at the base of your spine. It's like, like the most potent, powerful energy, like God energy, you know, and through asana yoga movements or breath you can release this up your spine and out into the world or you know and just it's like the most pure ecstasy not always pleasurable but like super super intense mm -hmm. um and it's this release of all this potent potential energy right breath of fire breath of fire is what i think of yeah, it's like this totally. rapid breathing mm -hmm. um that is sometimes practiced in yoga to build that energy yeah yeah and it also has to do with this idea in yoga of you have a central channel in your body, the sushumna, right? And you have the ida and the pingala, these kind of intertwining energies mm -hmm. on the, the left and the right. 
kind of like a serpent up the like the caduceus staff i don't know if you know that image um and so it's a similar thing like this is the way your energy travels it also goes into chinese medicine like channels mm-hmm. you know these channels of the body these energies and chakras as well so with like a kundalini release or like tantric cycling of energy yes you essentially cultivate this energy at, in your your lower chakras your genitals the base of your spine the like seat of your body and you cycle it through the body you know in in these energetic pathways mm-hmm. which from a western standpoint you could think of it as nerve like the nerve pathways or blood but you know there's just a lot of potential for just using your breath mm-hmm. and circulating this energy right because full transparency i know i'm also a yoga instructor but my belief in the chakras I don't have it. I just, I don't necessarily know enough to really strongly say I'd believe in one or not. I see a lot of the benefits of yoga and that could be a whole nother discussion. So I think, yeah, it is important for anyone who doesn't necessarily believe in chakras or energy. What would you say is happening right now? I know this is almost asking you to pull away the spirituality of it all. You mean like from a, from a physiological standpoint? Sure. I mean, someone yeah. who doesn't necessarily believe in Tantra, chakras, or this concept of energy, mm-hmm. what ultimately is happening there? You know, well, number one, massage is great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and everyone should get more massages in their life. Like human touch is so valuable and desperately yes. needed, mm-hmm. especially right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's like however many hundreds of studies on the benefit of human touch and massage and just relaxing your muscles so number one just like like moving your lymph system moving stuck you know knots in your Mm -hmm. muscles um relaxing your joints relaxing you know like your brain changing your chemical makeup like relaxing your stress hormones and and everything like that also just i guess this is more of an energetic thing too but just like intentional touch yes you know is also like a crucial aspect of it. And, you know, it's a similar thing with yoga or acupuncture. Some things like can't be measured from this like Western standpoint. So there's like a, there's an aspect of the unknowable, right? Or Mm -hmm. the uns, like there's no words for it Mm -hmm. sort of thing. That's a happy disclaimer for anyone who doesn't believe in energy. I want you to speak from the heart of what you believe this to be and the genuine philosophy that you have behind it. So that was just for anyone who doesn't necessarily want to see that spiritual side of it. Right. I I mean, and like, and going back to like, you know, massaging around the yoni, the vulva, like Mm -hmm. there's, there's tendons there, the pelvic floor is there, like our, our legs connect there and like Mm -hmm. how much activity do our legs get all the time and, and because of shame, because of trauma, because of whatever, we have so much physical tightness yes. in those areas and energetic blockages or mm-hmm. tightness in the same way. I'm hoping to bring on a somatic therapist that could come and talk about that because this is exactly yeah. what you're talking about, even that is accepted within Western society yeah. and science. You know, here is somatic therapy coming up, mm-hmm. talking about a lot of this. You know, you might be holding emotions or energies in these locations. I don't want to say too much because I don't know, you know, I'm not certified in it. But I think exactly, you know, Western society is learning to embrace a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. The body keeps the score. We mm-hmm. were talking about that. That is, you know, a big um, person in the field who is talking about these things and bringing this up and people are starting to recognize exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and there's like pelvic floor therapists now. That's mm-hmm. becoming a, a new thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. That is new. Yeah. And I think there's so much benefit too from like my understanding of yoga and anyone who's taken a yoga class, you know, your teacher invites you to release the areas that you're holding tension. Mm-hmm. 
And that is so powerful in those moments where you scan your body for that awareness and that connection. And then you do watch as you let that go with intention. Yeah. And I think, yeah, someone who's taken a yoga class could kind of understand that feeling, maybe amplified to times, whatever, you know, a yoni massage is of that level of intentionality. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing, like what happens to me in a yoga class is like once I, I relax some tension in some area, I'm all of a sudden like it was like I was unaware of that. Yes. And I think that's so common. We're like, we don't even know where we're holding. Yes. You know, a lot of times people come to me and like, I just feel disconnected. Like that's a really mm. common thing. I feel disconnected from my body. And, you know, and it's like, what does that mean? And like, if you break that down and like mm-hmm. focus in and there's just so much tension. Right. I mean, for years I would always scrunch my toes. Until someone pointed it out to me and they're like, hey, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And that was such an autonomic, you know, response for me to clench my toes. And, you know, at the time I didn't know, but I think it was linked to a lot of anxiety. I got nervous, clenched. And so learning to unlearn that, there's so many areas that I think if we we need to pay more attention to where our body is feeling on a day-to-day, we're getting pulled out by so much stimulus away from our bodies. Yes, yes. Like... Like notice your jaw tension when you're chopping yes. vegetables for dinner or something, or like how your shoulders are creeping up towards yeah. your ears. Like it's, it's, you know, it's everywhere. And we're living in a constant state of stress, you know? Right. With everything going on. Yeah. Our, our nervous systems are wrecked. Definitely. And the more that you practice that checking and awareness, the more it, it becomes just a normal part of your consciousness. Right. And then at that point you're building the muscles of meditation, you know, you're checking in, you feel that body connection. Oh, I'm going to release that. And then over time that progresses and that becomes just your normal consciousness, Yeah. which I think is really good. And we all need a dose of that in society. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about what a yoni massage is based in. We talked a little bit about Tantra, which I think, yeah, is great that we talked about that because a lot of people also don't know what that is. And I frequently don't even know what that means. And there's so, uh, yeah, you know, I I wish I could speak more of it. And I I acknowledge that I'm like using these terms. Yeah. And like these philosophies Mm -hmm. um, and kind of making them my own, which, you know, has its own (laughs) issues. Um, Let's talk about it. Well, you know, I'm a cis white male, you know, operating in this practice, Mm -hmm. massaging mostly, you know, cis women. I do am open to like all genders, but just for the purpose of this conversation, I'll just kind of say women. And and so, yeah, there's like imposter syndrome. There's like issues of, you know, appropriation kind of um, just taking these, these Eastern philosophies and cultures and making them my own Mm -hmm. um so yeah i you know i just try to acknowledge that and try to be a student i try to stay humble and continuously learning but yeah it's a real thing definitely but there's so much power in in these ancient teachings and practices like yoga which is also this totally different thing in the west than it Mm -hmm. is classically you know you make it you make it work for you let it improve your life and let it improve other people's lives mm-hmm. for a better world. Right. And then what privilege we do have, we utilize to try and, you know, bring these conversations up, talk about these issues, use that to hopefully power lasting systemic change for a lot of these problems. Yeah. I mean, this is a little off topic, but... Yeah, go for it. I, you know, after after the events of this last summer, you know, just like the kind of racial reckoning in our society, I've been offering my services free of charge to like BIPOC people, Mm -hmm. um, as like a small, you know, 
offering of what I can because this is what I give and I what I really enjoy giving and I think it's crucial and pleasure activism taking time for rest is revolutionary mm-hmm. you know and people of color often don't have that luxury yes so this is you know it's it's something it's my own like small way of trying to just give back to those communities that have been so marginalized and yeah so yeah it's interesting that you at first said that would be off topic I wonder what makes you feel that way because this this is exactly what we want to yeah. talk about. This is exactly what this podcast is about. Yeah. Let's bring voices to these things yeah. and start, you know, inspiring other people. You know, here's ways you can make change in the lives of others or yourself today, you know, yeah. learning more about what this practice is. Totally. Um, so, yeah, please talk about those yeah. things here. I yeah. think that's what I hope this platform is to talk about this because equally I am a white cis woman granted with my own differences in sexuality and mm-hmm. other, you know, relationship practices. But I have so so much privilege yeah and i want to invite all of those conversations yeah yeah thank you yeah of course so we talked a little bit about tantra we talked a little bit about what yoni massage is but i think there's still a big question of what actually happens <laughs> what do you mean we're talking about all this stuff like what, what do you actually do yeah that's a good question so the experience is Basically, you, the client comes to my space, we sit down face to face and talk and go over a little bit more why they're there, what they're looking for, what their intentions are, Mm -hmm. and just kind of sit face to face to get to know each other a little bit more. So we both feel comfortable going into the experience. Oftentimes, we'll start with like kind of a intentional breath together, like sitting face to face. And it kind of depends on who's comfortable with that. Some people that's a little too intense actually right away. Yeah. Um, so it kind of depends. But the massage experience is essentially kind of begins with gentle energy work. The, what all does this that mean? <laughs> Tell me, what does that mean? Essentially, I place my hands on your sacrum and behind your heart. And I try to channel loving, open, welcome, warm energy into mm-hmm. your body. I try to introduce my own energy and meet your own energy. And through the the whole practice, I'm kind of trying to act like a conduit of energy, you know, like receiving energy from the ground or the sky or wherever mm-hmm. and channeling that. Mm. And I know energy is pretty woo-woo, but I firmly believe that energy follows intention. Like words are magic, words are spells, your words have meaning, your thoughts have meaning as intention so yeah i just try to connect and i mean energy is vibration and you can manipulate that mm-hmm. and so just trying to sense the person on the table sense their vibration and introduce my own vibration to them and try to find this entrainment like attunement with each other you know like harmony okay so what do you feel i mean i guess you're you're saying all this i'm like fascinating he's touching vibrations what does touching vibrations feels i know that might be hard to ask it because it's probably a very like body based thing potentially but is there any sort of way you could describe what that feels like to be the practitioner absolutely um well first of all your hands are like probably the most sensitive thing in your body okay And and like dynamically the most feeling sensual things you have we never talk about that as a society yeah hands yeah and they're an extension of your heart too they come right Mm. out of your heart so it's they're powerful powerful things Mm -hmm. so everyone use your hands more (laughs) yeah you know what it feels like to put your hands like i'll like often just like hover like an inch above someone's body just kind of like this energy field like the subtle body often 
sometimes it feels really magnetic. Like if you rub your hands together a bunch and then try to bring them closer, sometimes closer towards each other, you can kind of feel your own like electromagnetic field, like your own resistance. And it feels like a polar magnet. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you feel that on people's bodies. Sometimes people feel like guarded. It's like hard to push through that. And you can, sorry to interrupt, but you can feel that without even touching them? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, yes. You know, sometimes I, I don't get a strong like energy vibration yeah, yeah, yeah. Sens- sensation, but uh-huh. yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. I guess I can kind of see that thinking about it from like a yogic perspective when you, you can kind of see and feel when people are stressed. Yeah. We're very attuned as like a social being to that. And I think there is something to be said, regardless of what Western science may say, I do feel like I know when someone is watching me or redirecting that energy, you know, mm-hmm. you you feel like someone's watching you and then you check and there's some other driver who's been staring at you for the whole time, you know? Yeah. And that's always made me wonder, like, how is that happening and where is that coming from? Because right. science can't explain why I feel this. Right. Something, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I think, so we're talking about what the whole massage experience is like. I know you emphasize a lot on consent. Mm -hmm. And could you talk about what that looks like at the beginning? I think that's a huge piece of this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So also during that conversation, you know, in the beginning, Will, you know, I kind of ask you questions like if you, if there's anywhere you don't want to be touched or, you know, you know, are you okay with coconut oil? Also, as you said, like consent, like, so you are in charge, right? Like this is your body and your space and your space for healing. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to, you know, help you connect with you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not about me. And if anything doesn't feel right, you know, tell me, or if you don't feel like you can speak, just signal to me that like to stop or whatever you mm-hmm. need to do to make, you know, make yourself feel safe and empowered right. in the situation. Because yes, it is extremely vulnerable yeah and it's a big leap of faith and and trust in in me Mm -hmm. and 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 trust in yourself also right and it's crazy to think that the question of is there anywhere that you don't want to be touched i don't know if some people may have never been asked that question Yeah. yeah you know and just hey this is your space where you know you take your you get a normal massage and i i don't even know how often they ask that question yeah yeah is there anywhere that maybe is a traumatic area for you yeah yeah so i love that you do that and i think that that's really great to establish that level of you know continued consent and control over this space that it is for the client who is coming in yeah you you seem very trauma informed did you learn about trauma i've done training in like therapeutic yoga and some of the the workshops were on trauma informed yoga mhm and i think over the last 10 years or so in our society like trauma has become something we talk about now Thank maybe God. even maybe in less than 10 years you know recently it's like yeah. this thing and like everyone has it to whatever degree so mm-hmm. i don't know i just think i think it's a given honestly it's like we all have it somehow yes so when going into such a vulnerable open experience like this it just you know, you have to be aware of that. And the other mm-hmm. thing is like, I also should say like probably half of the people who contact me have some sort of physical or sexual trauma that mm. they're working through and and seeing me as part of a part of that process. Mm-hmm. What an honor too, to be a part of such a huge aspect of their life and their healing. Yeah. It's, it's an extreme honor and I, I take it like really seriously and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing and I, I love doing what I do and it's like so powerful but it's also 
you know, it's just sad. It's like, it makes me sad for men, actually. Interesting. Because so many women have been harmed by men. And I just, as a man myself, I just, it's so sad. And because men are hurt and sad too and traumatized and they don't talk about it as much historically. And so, but it's just, there's so much hurt and men are causing so much hurt as well. Right. Is there a space for, or a type, a name, I don't even know, a practice for people who identify as male or who have, um, would I say a penis? Like that doesn't feel like the right word. Yeah. A phallus? <laughs> um, someone who has a penis wants this sort of experience. Is there an equivalent practice? Yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot more opportunities for men or people with penises to get like sensual erotic massages or like happy endings. Yeah. Um the, the energetic yeah. yeah, like I know there's I think there's a couple people in Chicago who also have like yoga backgrounds it would probably be more of a, you know, energetic, spiritual experience. What is it called? How do the people find that? Just... I think people Google Tantra massage. Just Tantra massage. Sensual massage. Got it. Okay. Lingam massage. Got it. You know. Yes. Okay. You know. I didn't even know the words That's how people find me. Yes. Yoni massage, Tantra, stuff like that. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. And I, I see some men on occasion. Okay. Um, I really do want the practice to be more for women because there is such a need for it. Yeah. Um, and less opportunity for women to seek it out. Definitely. So that's part of my like, yeah, I, I just kind of want to do that. But I do see some men sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And you said that the people coming to you, you have, you know, some sort of trauma. What other reasons do people say or what are, if you can share with me without telling anyone's name, like what sort of intentions do people have or do they come to you with? Yeah. I mean, trauma is a big one. Like, yeah, it's a lot. As I mentioned kind of previously, like people feeling this like disconnect from their Ooh. their body, you know, yeah. that's a big one or their their partner isn't giving them what they need or they've never felt like they've had the sex they want to or like had the orgasm they want to or just kind of like a lot of neglect. A lot of people who are stressed and busy and or who don't have time for themselves. Mm -hmm. A big client base of mine are like, Women like 40s and 50s, early 50s, I think. That's kind of a, a big age range for mm. people I see. So, yeah, I think people people like reassessing their lives, you know, yeah. who they are, people going through divorce, and people who are just like, I get turned on every time I get a massage, and I want to explore that more. Yeah. Massage here is so, so restricted and limited, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, like my soapbox is these areas are so powerful and we hold so much tension there. Like, what are we doing? As right. long as you have consent, I know there's so much room for abuse and abuse is real. Of course. But really, we could make people feel so much better, more widespread so easily. Right. But society yes. as a whole, yes. at least our Western society, has decided to almost completely ignore the reality of our sexuality. Well, that sounded too rhymey. The reality that we are sexual beings, right? Yes, yes. I mean, we've just, as a culture, have completely ignored this and decided that we're just going to, you know, tuck this away behind mm -hmm. closed doors. Mm -hmm. And I mean, 
that will be my soapbox to die on, you know, just to like start talking about these things. And I think it's so important to have conversations like this and let other people know that, you know, exploring this is normal. That person who wanted to come in and explore more because she gets turned on from a massage. Hell yeah. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. Because society, but you know, it's just like, damn, do you consider yourself a sex worker? Is that? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I always say I I consider myself an energy worker before, Mm -hmm. like it's energy work before sex work, Mm -hmm. but sex is energy. Yeah. (laughs) Amen to that. Yes. And I think for anyone listening, they're going to want to know what the hell actually happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we're like, I'm like, anyone listening to this would be like, okay, so I get everything they're saying, but what is this? And like every person I talk to, like in the like kind of pre-screening phone call, it's like, but what? What is it? Exactly. And, you know, I have to be like as vague and as specific as I can be. I know. For different reasons. So important piece is that when it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And I also really, it's important for me to know what you're looking for mm-hmm. so I can tailor it towards you mm-hmm. um, intentionally, you know, physically, however. So, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, like I'll start just kind of aligning our energies. I, so yeah. I want to also talk about the chakras because, like, that's a big part of it, actually. So, of course. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. disclaimer was up there in the front for anyone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, talk about the chakras. I want you to be your authentic self here. Yeah. I want you to speak about what you believe in. And I think people will take that for whatever they want to themselves. That's their choice. Yeah. I want you to be yourself. Speak yeah. about it. Yeah. So, we start by kind of gently placing my hands on the sacrum and behind the heart and just, like, slow movements, like, trying to... Imagine I'm warming up your body, your energy, and just kind of, you know, gently moving the body a little bit, and then just slowly starting to, you know, move my hands, touch. It's a full body flow, slow, sensual, or it's kind of sensual, but it's just like a flowing massage for most of it. You know, I get into your neck and shoulders and back and hips and legs and all that, trying to just create that sensation of movement and that sensation of touch and just to allow the person on the table to relax you know there's Mm -hmm. such an introduction like you kind of have to just introduce the touch we all have to it takes time to unwind to unravel and relax and and know what tension you have to release you know society does not tell us that either right. our society especially with women you know yeah. can you not come in 15 minutes well something's wrong with you yes yes, yes. oh i should take it back okay oh, go for it to the to the like when we're having a conversation before the massage yes a really big thing i talk about now is orgasm mm-hmm. i bring up the concept of orgasm with the person first and i say essentially you know don't don't think about coming don't try to orgasm when we can take our minds out of this like prescribed habitual kind of trajectory we have of our own orgasm of what society depicts in culture as like, you know, making someone come. And I think there's also like a performative aspect. Like you want to, you want to make your partner feel good. Right. So you have to like, you know come or pretend you came right yes so obviously like a lot of people are i meet are strangers like we're strangers to each other and there's gonna be pressure i think for a lot of people to like orgasm like that's the climax of this experience they want me to feel 
good. I want to feel good. Like it's it's great to make people orgasm, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's I say this at, in the beginning to like for both of us to kind of release the notion of trying to come. Yeah. Which I think helps people get out of their head a bit and into their body. And, you know, I like to say just feel the sensations. Follow your breath. When you get to that point where you start to like tense up, you know, mm-hmm. you're starting to like feel good, you're getting turned on and you tense up. And what's that about? You know, and see if you can release into it, mm. follow the touch and maybe orgasm will feel like something different, like something you've never felt before. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Oh, oh. Oh, you. One day I'm going to get a recording studio and you're not going to be invited, locked, darling. <laughs> okay, so you're saying about orgasm, whereas it can be. Yeah, so you might have, if you just follow the touch, you might, and your breath, you might have this orgasm experience like you've never had. You might not have like what you would typically describe as an orgasm for yourself, but totally maybe more spiritual or energetic sensation that can be more powerful than even your muscles contracting in your pelvis right you know and this is important for anybody Mm -hmm. just in life let's take off the performative aspect yeah and that alone can decrease so much anxiety in the bedroom yeah or or masturbating by yourself like yeah any aspect of your sexuality like just learning to focus on your breath which you know would mean inhale exhale out and i think even before I did yoga, I always meant, what does focus on your breath mean? Like, what what, what am I supposed to do? Just listen? Yeah. But I think it really is that simple of I'm inhaling right now and I'm exhaling. Yeah. And that focus and you just keep going through that, that is meditation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like connecting these, this idea of breath and body and pleasure. She's making <laughs> like this a little difficult. Tambourine in the background. I know. <laughs> Okay, so connecting the breath and the inhale, exhale. Yeah, connecting the breath and and the the contractions, the like energetic flow of your sexuality, of your muscles, of your blood flow, your lymph. You know, the body is always in movement. We're in rhythm all the time. So when you can connect these things and and like, you know, bring them together and and use them, it's it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm talking like very philosophically, but no, this is important. This is it. important. Yeah, I think this is very important to talk about. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people would benefit from, you know, hey, if you don't want to go get a yoni massage right now, that's totally fine. Absolutely. It, let's start by yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's take the lessons that you're talking about into our the ways that we masturbate. Right. Let's take some time to breathe instead of you know coming into this space where like why am I not coming like why am i not turned mm-hmm. on blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. let's just do things that feel good let's take some deep breaths let's focus on the inhales exhales and what pressure and tension can we release in those exhales yeah and following whatever feels good doesn't matter if we come right. who cares right so i mean what you're talking about it's tangential but the biggest thing that i could we could probably impart to people you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this society is so goal-oriented, productivity-minded, you know. Uh, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we and we're, like, sold this idea that, like, get to the top. Mm-hmm. Get to the top and you're, everything's going to be fine or whatever, you know, get to the orgasm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there is no top, you know? Like, there's no end. I mean, really, like, I don't know, you look at 
any like really rich person are they they don't seem happy they don't 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 exactly like they've made it or whatever cute cheesy quote it's not the the destination it's not the the destination yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but it is yeah i know because everything in life is a cycle and even the only thing that grow in nature that's linear and like erect are trees but they also have cycles and like you know (laughs) plants they grow up and they die and they cycle back around Mm. and there's nothing that just goes up and stays there because yeah. without movement you're dead so hmm. so this idea of orgasm is like gotta achieve it so i can you know go back to work or whatever yeah. or or like find this state of orgasm to i don't know feel complete or something is is just part of the society we're in i think certainly it's very interesting that a lot of society and sex is so taboo to talk about but somehow yeah. the orgasm has kind of like made its way through culture right but now being claimed as something that is very performative yeah and i who knows where that comes from i don't porn like yeah. i don't even know you know right that and i mean that's this is why we need more sex education in this country and so many people are looking to porn for the ways to just learn about these things because people don't talk about them yeah yeah and you know just on the porn thing i think a lot of men and women are watching porn and this is well known now but that affects your opinion of yourself how Mm -hmm. you have sex what you think good sex is it's performative it's prescribed based yes. on this stuff we're being fed all the time. And not just porn, like movies and, and everything like that. For um, sure. I think so many partners are unsatisfied or not satisfied with this notion. And I think also we're so isolated. We're isolated in ourselves with social media, with the, I mean, the pandemic, obviously, but like mm-hmm. even in your own relationships, you are, after a while, you become isolated. Mm-hmm. And so like communication and consent and openness are like crucial for people to feel fulfilled in their sexual relationships certainly and i just don't think that's happening very much no it's really not which is just so problematic on so many levels i was talking to my mentor about rape culture and just my frustration and my desire to just change the world and start you know like how do we dismantle some of these bigger problems and she was talking to me like "You, you gotta start talking to men yeah gotta start talking to men you gotta start having conversations and the men not to i don't want to put all this on males right but i think that there's also an important aspect to the reality that most sexual violence does occur from men and i would be doing a disservice to not speak about that honestly and men need to start having conversations with themselves with other men and changing the culture yeah Exactly. And so I'm happy that you are a male who hopefully can spread this message to other men. Thanks. Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, you need to do, you should do workshops for like other men. Like, can you teach my partner how to touch me and stuff like that? Oh my God, Patrick. Yeah. That could be a whole thing. You know, and maybe, maybe someday it's just, it's interesting. Like I rely so much on intuition. So it's like, and breath and just... You know, that's, if, that's such a huge part of it. If you could teach yeah. other whoever, whatever gender or non-gendered people, mm-hmm. you know, anyone who's a – screw it, anybody. Yeah. Because if you're not – if you don't if you don't have a partner, your main partner is yourself. Right. You could learn how to love yeah. yourself. You totally. could learn how to be in tune with yourself. Totally. So I – yeah, I mean, I'm going to say pro. 
yeah. starting a workshop yeah. one day. But I think these are very important lessons that you could be teaching people. And yeah. hopefully some people will take these lessons away from this podcast. You know, someone's going to share this with their partner. Yeah. Hey, listen to this dude. He seems yeah. to know how to make, <laughs> you know, people with vulvas happy. I have a vulva. Yeah. Vulva, you know. Um, and, you know, really just like free. Here's, here's your free advice. Anyone out there listening, just pay attention. Just listen. Try to follow your own intuition and take things really slowly. Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> How often do we have conversations during sex? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's so, oh, if I say I start talking here or there, it might throw off the mood. Right, the mood. Oh, I know. I know, but we're all subject to that, yeah, you know, absolutely. pressure that absolutely. I don't want to say I don't like this because this might, you know, break the sexiness of the moment. Right. But all the while not thinking about, you know, when you come into this space openly and express all aspects of yourself, how deep and how connecting that sex can be. Yeah. And that's the mood we want, right? Right. Now I'm on my soapbox. But <laughs> when you're connected and you feel good, you can have the sexiest sex you want because you're in a safe space to feel free to play. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I hope sex is, you know. We're, we have these bodies, let's play in a yeah. way that is always checking in with one another, always getting consent, but bringing a curiosity to it all of, hey, look, we have these beautiful, you know, physical things that seem to make us feel good. Like, mm -hmm. let's figure out what we can do to make that feel good. Yeah. 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 I also, I talk to people before the massage also, and, and I, I, I just try to emphasize permission. Mm -hmm. Like, you have permission here to experience this as you need to. You can move how you need to make sounds as you need to like this is your space to release and to receive mm. it's the other thing we're all so bad at receiving <laughs> myself yes. included like it's hard to receive and like you're saying this aspect of play like we need we need permission and, mm -hmm. and acceptance and trust you know and so i just try to say that before the experience like again it's obviously like a huge trust you know someone's yeah. trusting me with their whole body so i just try to give them permission as well to be in it yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, so many people are going to have trouble trusting you. Sure. Totally. They don't know you. Yeah. You're a stranger. Yeah. Most vulnerable thing in the world. I'm just this guy offering sensual massage to women. Right. What are your intentions, sir? You know what I mean? And yeah, totally. I, I, yeah. And I think given society and everything, that is a healthy level of skepticism and a response and just a natural defense so what do you how do you help people learn to trust i'm million dollar question right yeah. but like well don't break their trust yeah number one. <laughs> asking consent the yeah. questions yeah yeah i think right like pretty specific communication mm -hmm. um and i don't know i just you know that's a hard question right yeah, yeah like, i don't know either i'm not sure I, I just try to present myself with like my heart open mm -hmm. and I I don't have expectations. I don't, you know, I I'm not I don't have ulterior motives for this, you know what I mean? I think that's also a big thing. Yeah. You know, like so there's there's no reason not to trust me, but I I understand it, you know, and I'm I've had so many different feelings about just like being this guy offering erotic massages. Mm-hmm. Like there's like on paper it's like inherently creepy yeah you because are you, i don't know what your sexual orientation is yeah i'm queer so and married to a woman yes 
So there is this level of, is he getting pleasure out of this? Right. What is he trying to do? Why is he offering this? Yeah. What are your intentions? Totally. So, I mean, to say I'm not getting pleasure out of it would be a lie. Mm. You know what well, I mean? Whoa, let's talk about that. Well, if you're making someone feel good mm-hmm. and in whatever way it's pleasurable for you, mm-hmm. that's why we do service Certainly. to people. I, I agree. I think. Yes. Um, well, an aspect of it. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. it just feels good. It feels really good to help somebody, you know? Also, touching someone feels really good. I also think, like, the feminine, the divine feminine is holy. It is sacred. Mm. It is the most beautiful, powerful force and in, embodied in the world that we know. And so I, I worship that, and I want to, like, pay respect to that. Mm. and let the female body experience the pleasure it deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, yonis are like gorgeous, like life-giving, beautiful organs and, and just, you know, that's my whole thing. So I like worship the feminine. So it's in, it's in, enjoyable for me most of the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To say that I get turned on by it isn't quite right. Yeah. You know, it happens sometimes, but like that's not, number one like the point or the goal right but yeah you know you're offering healing for someone certainly and i think it's important that you do acknowledge that openly that it can happen i mean you are human you do have your own sexual desires but that's not the point and communicate all this in an open honest authentic way will come through and i do want to ask i know tantra has a lot of history that's based in this male-female energy. Yeah. Non-binary. Yeah. Any other, you know, how do you deal with the question of where do people who are queer, genderqueer, show up on this Mm -hmm. energy scale? Yeah, I mean, that's right. That's a good question. There's been a lot of discussion around that um, in like like sacred Taoism sex books that I have and tantric books and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There, There is like an acknowledgement of like, if you have, you know, two male partners doing this, how can, you know, how, how does that work using these energy dynamics? And I mm-hmm. think, I think it's about giving and receiving also, you know, like you can trade off in those roles. Maybe one of you is more, you know, of a, a giver and the other is the receiver, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. So I think if you're doing this with a partner, that's one way just to like, it's even like a dom sub sort of thing. Like you're mm. you're just in these different roles and you can switch maybe sometimes um, in terms of what energies you're using, I guess. Mm. So there is no word or energy for someone who would be a mix of both I in mean, Taoist teaching? Yeah. I mean, technically we're all a mix of both. Like we mm. both have yin and yang in us. We both have okay. masculine and feminine, you know, no matter what gender identity you have, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? As far as I'm concerned, when I see someone who's trans or, you know, non-binary or whatever in my space, it's it doesn't really matter. Like, knowing what genitals they have is helpful for, mm-hmm. like, like literal practical stimulation, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, and how, how that energy is used. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful body on my table that I want to service and, and please as Certainly. best as possible. But, yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into this? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I was studying yoga, doing yoga, teaching yoga, and I started getting into massage and body work and studying more anatomy of the body, more energy channels of the body. Really always interested in touch and massage receiving and just just how powerful they can be. 
how spiritual. So I don't know. I just, my partner and I are open and I just started kind of offering this to people I was seeing mm-hmm. or like friends just like on my couch like years mm. ago. And and they were like, wow, this was awesome. You should mm. charge money for this. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, okay. And I thought about it for quite a long time about the implications of it, about the safety of it, the legality, all that. Um, and I made a website and <laughs> just decided to do it, bought a massage yeah. table, you know. And so, yeah, you know, that's just kind of how I fell into it. And then people started showing up. Wow. Which was also kind of mind-blowing to me. Right. And what? where did you learn this then? Yeah. So as I mentioned, a lot of it's intuition, a lot of it's study of anatomy and the musculature nerves of the body. And then a big, really big part of it for me is the chakra system. There's a lot of chakras in the body all over, but you have these like seven main ones that kind of line up from the base of the spine to the top of your head and your crown. So I kind of try to unlock these things in the mm-hmm. massage because if you have a blockage like in an acupuncture channel or a energetic pathway in, or one of your chakras is out of whack or blocked, you're going to have stagnation elsewhere in the body, right? If there's not a free flow, if there's no free flow, there's pain, there's stuck. So that's the goal is to like open up these energy centers, you know, in, in your spine, in your, you know, in your hands, your knees, your feet, stuff mm-hmm. like that to allow free flow, to allow this potent energy, this sexual energy that eventually like the massage gets to, to allow that to release, you know, mm-hmm. it's like clearing your gutters almost before like the rain comes, you know, and, and just to let things naturally flow. And is that clearing? Do people frequently have emotions on the table? What is Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a whole range of experiences. Right. Some people have really powerful release emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and physically. Yeah. Crying. Crying, laughter. Oh, wow. Um, you know, like a, a lot of female ejaculation, mm. just like release, you know. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it's like so humbling to me and like I, just the healing that people have done on the table. It's just been, it's been amazing to see. Mm. Yeah. And... It's uh, typically a 90-minute experience. We had talked about that. Yeah. I think anyone would ask, are you going to be touching my genitalia for 90 minutes? No. <laughs> right? Okay, so what <laughs> What would you say to someone asking that question? Yeah, so like, again, like, I will massage your whole body. Like, we'll mas- massage your back. We'll relax your back and your shoulders and your arms and your neck and your head, you know, and, and your legs and your feet. And, you know, and then like get towards your, your hips and your glutes. And then it just like, it slowly is revealed the sensuality of the massage. The eroticism of the massage is like, I would hope (laughs) what I try to create, like a naturally organic flow of building tension, like turning someone on, like literally I'm turning your energy on, like teasing. Yeah. Teasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's part of it. I try to really think about the whole experience, you know, from beginning to end so i try to make a really organic flow to it where it progresses towards the sensual towards the more erotic and even then there's so much teasing before i actually touch your genitals inner thighs you know what mm-hmm. i mean there's so much power like your butt there's so many yeah. erogenous zones of the body that aren't just you know your clit 
Yeah, a 90-minute tea session. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, there's this, I, I think it's in one of the Taoist books about sexuality or like multi-orgasm people. Mm -hmm. This idea of it's a slow boil of a, you have water in a pot and you have to, it takes a while for, and this is a very gendered approach, but the, this author was talking about like women's sexuality to like turn on, mm -hmm. like men are just like flash boil. Yeah. And women take a slower more cyclical route and it takes a while like for the water to steam so i don't know i don't know how like apt that is or useful but it you have to take time Crazy. for trust yeah number one you know before even the physicality of it it's crazy you say that because porn has women coming in like four minutes i don't yes. know where you, what coming in four minutes and without any foreplay Exactly. You know, they just give a blowjob and then they magically like yeah. come so hard. So, wow. Yeah. So you say 90 minutes. That's just, I don't know how to, <laughs> right. I don't know how to comprehend that amount of time. But that's amazing. God, I wish all sex and that, whether that be with yourself, with a partner, with anybody, is spent this amount of time teasing yourself, uh, uh, yeah. turning yourself on and not beating ourselves up if we're still not turned on after 15, 30, you know? It's right. a process. There's a lot of different things. Let's like right. come to it with this curiosity and just, oh, if we could just dampen that no expectation, I think, in the performative aspect, we'd be a whole different society with sex. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's like getting out of your head and into your body. Yeah. Like your head has these these stories you're telling yourself, you know, and the body will kind of really show you the way of what you need if you mm -hmm. listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I like to ask everyone that I bring on this podcast that I talk about sex. What was your sex education like? I know everyone always laughs when I say that, but I think it's important. Let's talk about it. Was yours good, bad, otherwise? Minimal. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. My parents didn't talk to me about sex. My dad said, so I was like in sixth grade or something, 12 years old, and he's like, so I guess we should talk about the birds and the bees or something, you know? Mm. He's like, you know all about that, right? <laughs> and I was like, yep. And that was that was it. Whoa. Um, you know, then the, they had like the anatomy day in, in my early sixth, like sixth grade or seventh grade or something like that. Just they show you the parts of your body and how it works. Were you taught about a clitoris at that time in your life? I certainly don't remember. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I want to go back to that certainly. time. Were people teaching about vulva pleasure at that time? No. No. <laughs> right. And not even like, or, or health even, really. I mean, it was just like, scare you. Don't get an STI. Ooh, yeah. You know, like, that's what it was. It's like, say no to drugs. Don't get an STI. Yeah. All this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Mm -hmm. It felt like almost towards an addiction where you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. So I'm mm. going to do this a lot. And yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so there wasn't a healthy communication around it. There wasn't a healthy space, for, you know. Yeah. So what was your relationship to sex at that time? unhealthy yeah <laughs> yeah i just tried to have sex with a lot of people mm. basically <laughs> and so did my friends and like that was the culture we had as a shithead teenager <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so to kind of be where i'm at now and doing what i'm doing is really cool it's really satisfying and feels like full Mm. there's a lot of leaps in between those two you know mental spaces so how did you get from that space all the way to where you're at now yeah hmm time 
(laughs) That's a really good question. I think I've been really selfish in my past and past sexual relationships, like when I was younger and, you know, definitely caused hurt and, and stuff like that. No abuse or, or like assault or any, anything like that, mm-hmm. but just being selfish, you know, mm-hmm. and not really like still like loving women. Cause I, I was like basically pretty heterosexual for most of my like growing up life. And so just, yeah, I, I don't have a good answer for this, but I feel like I had some energetic awakening or spiritual awakening along the way, like in the last, I don't know, seven years or so. And mm-hmm. just. What do you think that was connected to for you? Burning Man. <laughs> oh, now you've said the most basic shit. Let's retry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you want that is. to be what you wanted to say. No. But we can try again in the no. sense. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, in the sense of like, w- without saying that directly, what do you feel like during that experience? Um, unlock that for you. So yeah. I think I said, how did you get here? Yeah. Okay. So how, what was that awakening connected to for you? Yeah. I think part of it is. You can say psychedelics and drugs. You can talk about whatever. Mm, the, if that's a piece yeah, of yeah. that equation for you, talk about it. Yeah. My awakening, there wasn't like a singular moment necessarily, but I, I just think, I think if you aren't helping people in this world, you're hurting. Or if you aren't helping the world, you're hurting it. Mm. And I used to have a very different life. I used to be an actor. Um, okay. And, you know, kind of doing shows across the country and stuff. And I wanted to find a way to connect with people more fully, more personally, and share energy and touch. And, you know, I do a lot of, I spend a lot of time with plants. <laughs> I I experiment with psychedelics mm-hmm. and pay attention to and read about energy and we're energetic beings we're part of this earth and we're here to help each other so that's one aspect of it the other thing is i just there's so much shame around sex and touch and sexual touch and i just wanted to change that i just want to change that mm-hmm. so these this kind of these things came together and various ways and i appreciate your honesty of where you came from before i think that's a very valuable message for other people who are listening who you know may have a hard time reckoning with their past choices and their past life and how they looked at sex to get into the space now of oh can i really change that much from where i began right the answer is yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah we're changing and growth is always possible yeah I just really believe in that. And so, and now where you're at, we're going to help people get to that space, right? We're talking about these things. We're going to invite people to grow on, make that journey themselves and be supportive of, you know, that growth and the stumbling box that may occur during that. Right. It's all a journey into, you know, being a more conscious self. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it's like, kind of getting past this mindset of being stuck, you know, like everything's in motion and you have the power to move, even though I know it feels really hard sometimes. You have the power to move things through you, Mm. you know, and so a lot of people who see me are like, they kind of feel stuck. They feel like Mm. they've come to this place in their life and they don't know what to do and just something isn't right, you know what I mean? And so allowing and encouraging that growth, but Mm -hmm. so much about growth in our, like as humans, is softening, Mm. is resisting struggle and tension. Be like water, soft and strong. Some hippie woo-woo. Yeah. 
I mean, I, as a fellow yoga instructor, I can understand what you're saying. I'm just imagining the person who's listening to this right now being like, be like water. But seriously, be like water. What is this man talking about? Think about it. How does water move? Water finds a rock or a stick and goes around it, you know? It's the strongest force on earth. It's also like the softest. Mm. That's what I mean. I know. I wish I had more knowledge of my chemistry days because I was a chemistry minor and I was about to start talking about bonds or something. But then realizing I don't yeah, but remember like, any of it. I mean, if you want to go really <laughs> woo like everything is a bond. We're all just like electrons flying around trying to like bond with each other. We're just yeah, particles of energy. Quantum, yeah, quantum you know? mechanics. Right. Like we're attracted to certain things and, and the energy we bring and give like – Yes, I mean, electrons, negative, dislikes negative, we look for opposite charges. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. everything in this entire world is built yeah. on bonds and electricity and energy and waves. And I, I don't know enough about quantum mechanics. Yes. One day I'll bring someone on the show to talk about it sure. and hopefully explain it in the easiest way. But um, there is so much there that truly scientists just don't know and openly acknowledge that we have no idea how the world is. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean... And we're so far removed from it. Yeah. From the natural cycle of the world. Cycles, you know? Mm-hmm. Certainly. There was definitely... I mean, I don't know if I can keep this in podcast because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but you might vibe with this, just this general concept that in Western society, we really focus on the individual. So our mm -hmm. science as a whole started saying, you know, the individual atom, the individual this, the individual mental health, individual psyche. And so we created almost this power in the individual that needs to be stripped away from everyone. But the reality is, as we're getting further and deeper into understanding sciences, nothing is alone all. at all. Yeah. These particles are interacting with each other in ways that we can't even understand. We don't even know what happens to them, but they're, it's dynamic. And so, you know, emphasizing the individual away from connecting in society with others, uh, it's such a Western recent emphasis on science that is just, I, we are not meant to be alone. Right. We are social beings. Right. We need others who see us with our empathy and who meet us in our authentic selves and say, hey, it's great that you're doing this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and you know they're, they're shifting this theory of like survival of the fittest to oh. collective care, like oh. communities, species helping each other. Mm. Trees do it. We're connected through this like fungus, like mushrooms, mycelium Ooh. are all about community care, connecting, like sharing resources. But we have this idea that like you know go at it alone, you know, this mm -hmm. like cowboy mentality. Mm -hmm. In in like the old days, classic days, if you were like banished exiled from your community that was the worst thing ever that's worse that's than death point. you know what i mean yeah. like that was you have nothing and here we are trying to make our way as individuals exactly you know and it's it's kind of, it's kind of backwards it certainly is i think that oh, there's a lot to say for I, 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 don't, I don't even know how to talk about these topics. I truly don't even know how to say it because honestly, talking to you, just to be frank, relational theory and psychology talks all about this. And I am only just learning about relational theory as yeah. a budding, you know, person learning about clinical psychology. But sure. it genuinely has this theory of the importance of social connection with other beings. Mm -hmm. It is not wrong to need social connection, which is, I mean, there's, there's a difference right between being codependent and genuinely having good relationships with other people that it's okay to need those 
And I think our society, especially in this Western push of individualism, it's, you know, if you don't take time for yourself alone, you don't know yourself. And it's like, no, <laughs> you can learn about yourself in connection with others. Right. And, you know, we're always in relationship to everything. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Every interaction you have is interacting with someone else's energy and their experience. Even when you go buy, like, whatever, a coffee or something, at, mm -hmm. that, is, that is a whole person, a whole energetic being, yep. and that's relationship. And, right. you know, we're scared. There's a lot of fear, rightly so, yep. there's a lot of trauma. But, like, you know, we, we are the same. We are all the same of the same species. And it is just, you know, we need to acknowledge that in each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have those studies with um, the rice or the plants, right? That you can talk positive words to them that they... I've been thinking about that this, the whole time. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know the, you know the reference for that, but yeah. they talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Western science doesn't have any answers for this. Right. It's like what you, you know, what you put your mind towards grows, mm. you know? So if you're... It's, and I know it's like this fucking positive, this like toxic positivity is yep. also a thing yep. right now. So I get it, but it's true, you know, it's it's true. You can't mm. always be positive and happy, but there's power in it. Certainly. I mean, being positive, being happy, that is a very tall order in a lot of what we're dealing with today as a society and a culture. Yeah. And so even just that, how do we invite people to do that? I think it's very important to acknowledge that mindfulness and this concept and focus on joy doesn't just happen overnight. This is an intentional, often, practice that you do with discipline. It's almost thinking about your brain as a muscle. The more I do this, the more it will become my mindset. And there's research out there. Have you seen the mindfulness Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this sh I don't – is it called mindful meditation? Yeah, it's mindful something. Something, whatever. Uh, there is this Netflix show that actually walks people through – breathing exercise which i think is really beautiful yeah. and it does talk about how this practice and i would recommend that to people to go and check out um this practice is something that you build a muscle for to do and then it translates because if you've never done that it can be really hard to think about things that you're grateful for yeah yeah which is crazy but yeah i mean we're soapbox we're pushed so much to take our focus off of us social media right look at these people look at them doing this 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 this, 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 this. i don't have this i don't have that yes. versus hey what do i have like let's acknowledge what beautiful things are in my life what privilege i have what all these you know things and i think we'd be happier as a society but it's hard to start doing that because yeah, we're sold you know we're sold things all the time yes capitalism wants us you know, unhappy you know and it's always like really annoying but it always comes back to capitalism in, like, in, in huge huge ways unfortunately <laughs> it always comes back to capitalism you know it's yeah it's 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 a thing i know i know i want to talk about too so someone who okay first let's start with this someone wants you in massage Granted, you're here, right? But they're in a different state. What do you tell them? How do they go and find these things? Google. A lot of sex workers have Twitter pages. You know, they took away Backpage a while ago, which was kind of a hub for sex workers. Yeah, I mean, you know, the internet is your best choice unless you know someone who knows someone. It's my hope that this becomes more prevalent and widespread. 
that laws are loosened around sex work um, and sex workers because it creates more opportunity and creates more safety. Yes. So, yeah, that's, you know, a lot of it's under the table. A lot of it's hidden for a reason. Mm -hmm. And then for the person who maybe likes everything that you're saying but does not want to go get this let's okay let's start maybe with themselves sure how would you or what would you invite them to try what would you tell them to do at home yeah you know just make sure you have time and space turn off your phone turn off electronics in your house if possible like take a bath do take the time before you touch your genitals to relax your body <laughs> breathe if you want to stretch do yoga like whatever is good for you you know like do that i don't recommend drinking necessarily because it kind of dulls sensation but that's my own you know perspective and then you know just find a comfortable spot to lay down like start just relaxing your body as you settle into your breath just again and it's you know it might be hard by yourself because it's maybe uncharted territory and you're like what do i do now and this idea of trusting your intuition trusting your own body and that's really done by tuning into your breath mm -hmm. so following your breath and then just starting you know maybe slowly to touch yourself get some oil if you have coconut oil or whatever lotion. Is coconut oil okay for the vulva yeah okay I, yeah i mean as far as i know let's <laughs> quality check that just curious yeah. no one's ever had any problems good to know yeah, yeah didn't yeah. know yeah yeah i think it could be a really good lube actually um, interesting yeah even if you buy it like trader joe's or something yeah you can cook with you can put in your pussy <laughs> <laughs> lovely <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So just, you know, maybe start touching yourself, massage your jaw, massage your forehead, top of your head, your ears, anywhere you can reach, you know, just like even squeezing. You have to like know how to massage. You know how to touch yourself. Just squeeze your muscles. If it feels good, it feels good. What I'm hearing is that it's not just focused on your genitals. Absolutely not. Yeah. So incorporating other areas of the body that would benefit from touch. I don't, you know, I don't know the science on this, but I read something saying that the back of a woman's knees is one of the most erogenous zones ever. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> Didn't know that. Right. And what we forget as mechanistic Western individualist minded people is that the body is connected. Every part of the body is connected in ways we have no idea about. Mm -hmm. Western medicine broke the body down into parts and we have special doctors to fix these special parts. Mm-hmm like disregarding the whole rest of the system as they do it. So we have to kind of reset our minds to understand that like your jaw is connected to your pelvic floor. Mm. When you relax your jaw, you relax your pelvic floor. Everything in the body is connected. And so, you know, find other erogenous zones for yourself. Mm -hmm. It might not feel the same heightened sensation as touching your clit, but, you know, they're, they're there. Mm -hmm. Try different you know, qualities of touch, soft, deep, mm -hmm. quick, slow, you know, an experiment mm. um, without expectation. Yeah. We're also bad at experimenting, I think, nowadays. It seems like everything's really fast-paced and you have to know what you do. And I don't know, maybe it's just me speaking as a millennial. <laughs> for sure. It's so much, like, confusion. But, I mean, we do experiment, but we don't, I don't know, give ourselves the freedom to, I don't know, or the space. All right. I want to push you then. Yeah. 
Okay. We're inviting someone to experiment this in the safety of their own home, Mm -hmm. maybe with a partner, maybe by yourself. Could you walk someone through just a brief five, you know, whatever minute experiment? I think that could be very beneficial for someone. And obviously this would have to be within the context of a vulva because talking about two genitalia at once would be a little bit complicated to instruct someone. But I think a lot of people could benefit from maybe just a guided meditation on touching your vulva. Yeah, absolutely. I know I didn't preface you with that, but I think you could do it. Yeah. Are you saying like I should offer that for people or talk about it now? Talk about it now. Like guide one. I would love to. Like if you were, Um, we can just act like there's this listener here that if you were to guide them. You know, okay, so I've talked about like touching the whole body because that's really important and that's a huge part of what I do is touching other parts of the body, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, I'd love it to be even like a, okay, let's close our eyes, like kind yeah. of like, but like kind of the concept of like a yoga, if you were to guide mm-hmm. someone through mm-hmm. a, a breathing mm-hmm. meditation on a podcast, like sure. could you try and do that where you yeah. maybe get a little specific of like grab this, put pressure there, like. I don't think that kind of stuff is out in the ether. Yeah. And I think people would really vibe from having you do yeah. this and maybe someone listening to this podcast in their home can put this on, you know, when they choose to masturbate. Yeah. So now if you're listening to this podcast, Patrick is going to walk us through just a moment to explore, maybe, you know, incorporate some of this into your own masturbation with yourself so if you're at home i would invite you to find a comfortable space where you feel safe to explore yeah i think just taking time like make Mm -hmm. sure you have time and space for yourself yeah let's make sure you have some time space for yourself the coconut oil good lighting like candles incense whatever you've got right let's set some music yeah like singing bowls meditation music or whatever you know something that isn't distracting put on something that you feel sexy in Mm -hmm. for yourself Mm -hmm. or come completely naked whatever your body whatever your soul wants right now yeah because he's gonna walk you through a very beautiful exercise of just gentle exploration and staying with your breath so i invite you to do that now yeah so close your eyes again start connecting with the slow rhythm quality of your breath And as you are doing that, feeling where you are holding in your body, not with judgment, with curiosity. And in your next exhale, release some part of that. And just kind of be curious with yourself for a little while as you follow your breath of where you can soften. You can, you know, touch yourself wherever feels right wherever is calling to you, I recommend placing one hand over your heart, over your sternum, and one hand right above your pubic bone, kind of right where your pubic hair would be. Just feel the warmth of your hands, breathe into your hands, kind of anchor your mind down towards the base of your spine, like anchor your mind in sensation, not in thought. Maybe just kind of move your hands in small circles along your skin. If you have pubic hair, you can kind of play with that, giving some sensation to pubic area, highly sensitive area. If you have nipples and enjoy playing with your nipples, you can slowly like 
circle your nipples with your fingers or your thumbs, the areolas, you know, kind of turn on the areolas, feel the sides of your nipples, just slowly playing with them, maybe start to put pressure on them, maybe massaging your breasts, your rib cage, just allowing the tension that might be in your chest, in your breasts to dissipate and just kind of awakening these areas. You can also start bringing your hands down towards your inner thighs or your outer thighs and your butt, just kind of massaging. There's probably some tight sinewy tendons that are your hip flexors. You can kind of start massaging down away towards your knees, just releasing tension that's hold up there. I like to place a palm of my hand over the vulva, just rest it there, just to connect to that sensation, connect to your yoni. You can start slowly kind of putting gentle pressure with the palm of your hand, like onto the vulva. And then you know yourself best here, but often it's nice to kind of split your fingers like in a V shape and stroke the outer edge of your lips. Remember the clitoris comes down kind of like a wishbone. It's split and there's two um, arms of the nerve that are also super pleasurable. So those are on the sides of the yoni, right? And you want to just kind of awaken that area. You can massage around your pelvic floor, around your asshole, just feeling your legs, feeling your pelvis, feeling your yoni. As you, you know, progress here, you can slide those fingers that are stroking the outer edge of your lips and kind of bring them in towards your, the clitoral hood, the shaft of your clitoris. And kind of put a little pressure, like you're squeezing it gently between your index finger and your middle finger, and just kind of gently warming up that area, starting to feel more pleasure. Maybe, again, massage the top of your pubic bone by your pubic hair. The clitoris goes up into there as well. You might want to start playing with your outer lips more inside your outer lips a little bit. You can kind of find your fingers inside the folds there. If you enjoy your inner lips being stroked or touched, that's a really nice exploration. Again, we're just trying to warm this area up. You're bringing sensation, you're bringing blood flow into it. Just allowing, kind of, again, the pulsating rhythm, allowing yourself to stay present with your breath as you do this. Remembering the mind always wants to get ahead of the body so bringing it back to that slower rhythm to create a little more lubrication if you feel the need you can kind of take a finger or two towards the bottom opening of your vagina the bottom rim i suppose where the, the gland is that supplies the lubrication. You can start kind of pressing in there and kind of massaging in half circles around it, just whatever feels good. 
and then possibly bringing some of that lubrication up towards the clit, kind of spreading it around the lips. And, you know, from here, it's really personal experimentation. I think you probably have a way of touching your own clit that you know about. And if you don't, you can experiment here. But either way, just touching yourself how it feels good, but always kind of staying present with the sensation. Remember trying not to fall into a habitual mindset. Just following what feels good. You can pull the clitoral head back and stroke the head of the clitoris. You can, again, continue to stroke the sides. You can slowly start to play with internal stimulation. You can make a nice, like, slow come-hither motion with your fingers, kind of drawing your energy out almost. It's like drawing tension out of the vaginal walls. You can start to kind of insert your fingers a little higher and curl them again with that same come-hither motion and start to stimulate your G-spot a little bit, which is that kind of soft area kind of right above, like an inch or two inside of the vagina. And that's a, you know, you can stimulate that and kind of make yourself squirt eventually. So, again, just staying present with yourself here, letting yourself breathe, finding a path towards pleasure that might not be directed towards orgasm. Find yourself in circles, in cycles, inhaling and exhaling, giving yourself space to release physically, emotionally, and just finding what feels good to yourself in that moment. And really important after, you know, you've, you've played with yourself and experimented if you orgasm or don't, take time to close the ceremony, right? There's This is ceremony. This is a bit of a ritual. It's magic. You know, you're tapping into deeper senses and deeper forces for yourself and stuff that we don't always experience, you know? So take time before and hold yourself after. Give yourself affirmations of love and acceptance and really just hold yourself or have your partner hold you and try not to rush through it. Wow. That was really beautiful. Thank you. Even just listening to that and I'm, you know, pulling the readers. I want to say, bring an awareness back to your space. We're coming back to the podcast, you know, out of that. All of this is just so counter to what, I mean, especially people with vulvas often hear of masturbation is dirty, masturbation is all this, you know. So I think it's really beautiful and definitely a form of anarchy to just be over here like, yeah, we're going to set aside time for ourselves. We are going to honor our bodies, our pleasure, our sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, down with the patriarchy like <laughs> yeah. like seriously you know it's such a it, that's part of it that's the it's, de- yes mm-hmm. the know. denial of sexual self <sighs> yeah and yes like female pleasure or you know yeah. feminine energy yeah least, just know. completely suppressed yeah mm-hmm. so i think i mean it's really beautiful that you took that time to invite people to do this i don't wow a lot of people may have never 
done this. Yeah. And I hope that it can be healing for whoever listens to this and maybe takes this and starts practicing a completely different sex life. Right. Sex is fun, but sex is an expression of love. Regardless of if you're just fucking someone or whatever it is, you know, there is an exchange of energy and you're giving each other pleasure. And I believe that is love. You know, I know love's like a weird word to define and, and people get weird about like saying I love you, but like why we should love each other more. Mm. Like that's what Tantra is. That's what yoga is in a lot of ways. That's what God is, I think. Mm. It's this force. It's this energy that you're exchanging, that you possess, that you're giving and you receive it. And so that's what's scary to sit with someone and breathe with them and look them in the eyes for a while before you have sex with them is deep trust and acceptance, which is love. You know what yeah. I mean? So maybe we can change our hookup, hookup, hook, hookups just like yeah. we have to sit together and breathe first and then we can fuck. Certainly. <laughs> I mean, I've, yeah. Um, it's very interesting. And even too, like – it's great if you want to try and connect with someone that you are having sex with, whatever that is, just regulating your breath together. I really sure. love that aspect of Tantra mm -hmm. of, you know, we're going to connect ener energetically, whether you believe in that or not, sure. but having human contact and touch and then bringing awareness to your breath, the awareness of each other in that space. And I think a lot of people could benefit from doing that too in their daily, you know, practice with any sort of relationship you have with people. Yeah. And again, like I know it's a privileged position because a lot of us don't have time to rest and take this time for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's another reason why people come to see me. They need to get away from their, their lives and their responsibilities for two hours, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a gift. That's certainly that's great. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Of course. Yeah. One of the, um, questions i also ask everyone on the show is what is one thing that you wish people understood was more normal this could be literally anything it doesn't even have to be about what we just talked about for the last amount of time yeah one thing is men crying i wish that was normalized mm. accepted and like promoted encouraged i th i think like yeah you know bodies body size body type i wish that was normalized, the variety of bodies, mm. how people orgasm. Well, I said one, and now I you're know. coming off a three. So you know, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, what's, the, what's the, I know, I know this. I mean, this is the whole podcast, right? It's God. like, let's normalize all of these things. Right. Sex. Mm. I wish sex was normalized. Mm -hmm. Like, that's maybe a weird thing to say, but like, we're, constantly berated with like sexual imagery and advertising and everything and all like that and then it's, it's still so shameful in so many parts of the country and societies and so i mean it's like really general but like sex should be normalized sexual variety mm. the experience of sex yeah and not just penis and vagina sex like deheterize that hell yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i think that if people stopped thinking about sex as literally just a penis in a vagina i can unlock a lot more yeah 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 i know <laughs> i know it's almost hard when i ask people these questions because the show is so focused on like how do we change all of this and it's like right. yeah there's too many there's too many topics to talk about but 
that's what I hope this show can be. And I hope it can be this sort of opening up of these discussions and inviting people to maybe just think about ideas that they didn't think about before. Yeah. I always want to ground it in the concept that all different expressions and choices of how you live your life are all, I can't even say they're all great. Sorry. I, I, how do you say that? Some, some choices are inherently wrong. Yes. Some choices hurt other people. Not okay. Yeah. But, you know, choose what speaks to you. Yeah. If religion speaks to you, great. I just want you to know there are other options. Yeah. However you live your life, there are more options. And I hope this is what this space becomes, a space to talk about those other options. Yeah. You know, the people I've seen, a lot of them are like, I just, I don't know what to do. I have this trauma in my past and I just, I can't move through it and I, I can't orgasm or I can't feel pleasure when someone touches me or I lock up or whatever, you know, and it's, there's such a vast, like, amount of well, suffering, but, like, variety of experience, too. Mm. There's so much pain and, and, and shame and guilt, and so I just want to create a space where that's free to talk about yep. without judgment, without anything, just hearing it, and then trying to offer some movement some path to move through that mm -hmm. or uh, one step towards moving through that when whatever the person needs you know exactly and and i think you did that today by guiding people through potentially one of their first times masturbating who knows I hope they have fun yes exactly i think that's really beautiful and i really appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing everything that you did today my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So where can people find you at? My massage website is thesensualmassage.org. It pops up in Google searches if you search various terms. <laughs> Tantra, Yoni, Central Massage. Lovely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. If you enjoyed today's conversation, then subscribe for new episodes released every Wednesday. And follow us on Instagram at Modern Anarchy Podcast, where we open up a dialogue about all of these topics. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. And a special thanks to one of my favorite artists, Your Smith, for the intro and outro song to this show. <laughs>